All right, then. Let's do this. What were you doing here? We were going to go for a run. I was late. I said I'd be here at one, but I was late. That's why he let her in. He thought it was me. What time did you get here? I don't know, I replied. One fifteen, one twenty. I didn't look at my watch. Is that your car out front? Buck asked. I shook my head. I parked in back. I thought Miles might be on the deck or at the pool, but he wasn't. So I came inside. Which door? It was hard to focus. Um, the one off the kitchen. Not the big glass doors, but the one that leads to the mudroom. It was open? I stared at him, blinking. What? No, there's this thing, an automatic lock. It reads your fingerprints. So the door was locked. Again, it took me a moment to understand the words. Yes, I think so. Yes. He nodded. Okay, go on. I started to stand. It's almost three. I have to go. Someone has to pick up Melanie. Buck lifted a staying hand. I'll send someone. Sit down. I sat down, mostly because my knees surprised me by refusing to support my weight. Cisco lay down on the sofa and put his head in my lap. I curled my fingers around his scalp. Not Jolene, okay? Don't send Jolene. She's not that great with kids. Okay, not Jolene. He took out his phone. What school is the little girl in? The private one. I felt shaky inside again. The one with the... My teeth were starting to chatter and I controlled my voice only with a great effort. Sisko looked up at me in concern. The one with the horses. Ridgeview. But she won't go with a stranger, not even a policeman. She's a city kid. That's how they're raised. I have to go. I have to. Buck spoke into his phone. Hey, Wynn. Wynn was Buck's wife. She was a nice person. I used to be Buck's wife, but no more. It made sense he would call her. Of course he would call her. Buck said, I need you to swing by Rose House and pick up Mart, then go to Ridgeview School and get Miles Young's little girl, Melanie. That was good. Melanie knew my Aunt Mart and wouldn't be afraid when she saw her. Take her to my house, I told him. She couldn't come here, not with all the blood. I'll meet her there. Buck glanced at me and then turned away. Better take her back to Mart's, he told Wynne. And my throat went dry. Why not take Melanie to my house? Because he didn't think I'd be going back there? I heard him say wearily and in a quieter tone, Yeah, it's a real mess. Just say her dad got held up. I'll try to get somebody out there to talk to her as soon as I can. Thanks, hon. I should talk to her. I should be the one. If not her dad, then it should be me. How odd it was, how very odd it was, to see Buck taking charge of the details of my life, a life that had nothing to do with him. Miles, Melanie, the ones I loved, but he barely knew. He was taking care of them, because I couldn't. I had that 
disconnected feeling I'd known far too often the past few days. That spinning out into space feeling. That bizarre and absolute certainty that this was not my life. I shouldn't be here. This shouldn't be happening. Sisko lifted his head, looking up at me. I dropped my face slowly into his sweet-smelling fur. I drew a shaky breath. I was back. I was here. It wasn't okay, but I was here. He put his phone away and turned back to me. Okay, Rain, now focus. Let's get this thing done. His voice was gentle, soothing, familiar, a lifeline back to a simpler time, a tether between this world of altered reality and the world in which I had once been safe.